invented a new month <laughs> monday july august <laughs> 7th so sorry because we haven't hosted in august yet so but it is august it is august monday august 7th 2023 it's still 2023 though um <laughs> look at that another beautiful day to have a beautiful day <laughs> Woo! We're so back. I mean, I'm half back, but the boys are so effing back. Got my co-host in the house. And and I, I actually fat-fingered. Like, that's why you couldn't hear me. I, I removed you from the stage by accident, man. So this is on me. But I sent you another invite. Uh, but <laughs> So it was my fault that you couldn't hear me. But <laughs> we're so back. I got my co-host in the house. OSF. Mando, good morning. How y'all doing? How was the little week off? Dude, it was so nice. It was so <laughs> nice. I'm not going to lie. Like, there was something about just, like, my afternoons. I got out to the – got some nice lunch, got for dinner. Like, uh, like, I have to admit, you need that week. You need that week. Listen, I like it. I like it. So what did you do? Just south of France, vibing? Yeah, just chills. Just chills. Didn't really do much. Um, yeah. Honestly, just hung out, hang out at the place that we had, and uh, and just went out for like nice meals. It was just perfect, perfect week. I like that. Looks like you're back though. You're super back, back in I'm Portugal. Back. I, mean, I love being back in Portugal, so I don't really mind that. London was grim. It just rained <laughs> for like two weeks, um, but now, yeah, no, it's nice being back in Portugal too. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's true, right? I saw so many. I mean, Ovi, I saw you. You you went golfing. Like you were showering in the middle of golf, pretty much. It was, yeah, it was awful. I love golf, but you know, I'm not trying to golf inside a shower. It was so bad. It was like proper, like heavy rain. You barely you didn't even like keep, stop keeping score because it just got so ridiculous. Really <laughs> stop yeah. keeping score. Yeah. Well, you can't really like. Did you play a full eighteen like that on yeah, the raid? Literally played a full eighteen. That's crazy, bro. Yeah, That's the crazy. weird thing is like everyone because it was like at this golf resort thing in Birmingham, so we paid to play for two days. We didn't want to like waste the second golf day. resort in Birmingham. Yeah, <laughs> come on, come on, yeah, just just upgrade your life. <laughs> you did the right <laughs> account, yeah. yeah, what he did, <laughs> he did the right account more than twenty years ago. <laughs> okay, listen. I'm, I'm sure it's nice, okay? A no. golf resort in the had a, rain. Had a good, had a good night out in Tamworth. A golf resort in the rain in Birmingham. Tamworth, you said? Tamworth. Whatever that is. Tamworth. Tamworth. That's where Guaranteed Mando's born, no? There. Is that where Mando's born? Uh, no, 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 no. Oh, I was born in London, man. Yeah, mate. <laughs> I love that. 
Listen, that that looks fun. Um, that looked a lot of fun. I have to say, I am so, definitely just not back. What? So did you go to the boys? Was it a boys trip? Yeah. Me? Oh no, Ovi. <laughs> yeah, I'm the boys trip. <laughs> that looks fun. It looks fun though. Listen, it, it looks good. fun. Yeah, it was. Was it last minute arranged? Like, because we no, no, were you going to do it? Had that planned for. Oh yeah, that was the Friday that you already had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> it's so funny. Yeah. Mando's like, yo, Mando's like, who'd you go with? What'd you do with them? <laughs> Did you also split a room with them as well? Did you go with another oh. boy? <laughs> no, I just didn't know if you'd like last minute arrange and just said to the boys, let's no, go. To- Mando's. Mando's <laughs> gone. You, you were I, with which boys? Hold on. Your wife wasn't there? What yo. was his name? What's his name? <laughs> <What's his laughs> Tell me about the other boy you were with. <laughs> What's his name? <laughs> Send me his wallet. Yeah, send me his wallet. Does he own Pepe? <laughs> as much as I do. <laughs> Anyways, we have a lot to talk about because, you know, listen, the boys, the, the, you know, we may, may, boys may have been on vacation, but the boys were not on vacation. That's a bar. Uh, so, <laughs> you know what? <clears throat> I understand for you, though, because, like, the morning show is morning for me. I don't care. I could... I do it. I go on my day. I can work another 10 hours after that. You guys, it's like smack middle of your day. I know you like it. You so you, you guys like it. Like you guys don't, don't mind it. I know. But like, sometimes I can get why like, you know, at 4 PM hosting every day. It's like, bro, it's like four. me, it would crush my day in half and it would kill me. Like, I'd be like, no, <laughs> I'd rather have it at like 10 AM or like 8 PM. Like the night show that we do. Anyways, jazz, jazz. How's your little, you know, GM Web3 break last week. You know, it, it was good. It was good. It was nice sleeping in a couple days. I still had like meetings around the show, so I still was getting up. But still, like it was nice to have a little break and just see what it's like to be a Californian and just wake up in the morning normal. It was cool. <laughs> oh, it's true because the show's yeah. the start for you, Jazz. 7, 7, yeah, the show starts at 7.30, but you know, there's there's always stuff before the show that has yeah. to be done. Yeah, we're 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 su- we are super back. We are super super back. I even see Tristan in the stew. I see him on stage. I'm gonna bring him up on stage and we'll get him after because you know Monday's back. Stubbs is back as well. But anyways, 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 let's get <laughs> into today's show. As usual, as usual, today on the show, DJs access. <laughs> I've I've lost even my usual shit. Like I, I'm like completely out of like. I don't like it. Sink. Yeah, yeah, you are. I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like breaking the sink. You should have seen me like two days in after like you not being there anymore, Mando. So we decided to not do the show. I was like, what the fuck do I do with myself? Like a Monday morning last week when we woke I woke up and I was like, all right, let's go. And I was like, wait, huh? It's no yeah, show. It's tough, right? Just bang yeah, your head like, against looking at a, a chart move up and down every two yes, seconds. Yes. 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 Because then, what, what am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to do? Because I'm supposed to be on vacation. I'm not going to be on vacation. When I'm home, I can't vacation, right? Because you're home. And it was also grim in Montreal. It was like raining like crazy. So it's like, what am I going to do? On Tuesday, same thing. And eventually, we came to Toronto. We'll talk about that. We did an event here. It was fun. But, you know, it was still weird. So anyways, today on the show, today, today, DJ's Market Report, crypto, macro, NFTs. We got a whole bunch of stuff to talk about. Some news. What happened last week? What's happening this week? What's to come? Yada, yada, yada. Whole bunch of stuff happened over the last week and a half on 
honestly, which is crazy. It just never stops in crypto. Like every single day was something different. And then last but not least, we are joined by Tristan, who is Stubbs Artist of the Week. So as usual, you'll get a code, rock.fm forward slash Stubbs, and then you will be able to claim some artwork at the end of the week. So anyways, 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 without further ado, I cannot play any jingles. Actually, I can on the computer. Let's get right into it. I've got a question. If you're listening to the YouTube stream, can you also not hear the jingle? Yeah. So if you're, oh, I, I wonder, do the YouTube stream yeah. hear the jingle? Because you guys can't on StreamYard. So when this I play like from dancing. the computer, the people heard it. Like the spaces yeah, heard the jingle. Right? Yeah. But yeah. I wonder yeah. if the YouTube, yeah, they don't either. So it's so funny yeah. when we jingle in a YouTube stream. It's like, <laughs> I tried to give you guys a tempo, you know? But <laughs> it's so funny. Oh my god. Today's not we're back. Today's we're half back. We're half back. Tomorrow oh, we're gonna be so back. Anyways, Ovi, what the hell is going on in the market? Last week, every day it was so tough. I wake up, I check price, not good, bad price. I check price more saying bad price. I know we got CPI, a whole lot of stuff. Give us a rundown of last week, what's coming up this week. Yeah, so we had payrolls last week on Friday. That came in at something like 180, 190,000, I think. So it came in below expectations. So um, I think that was a good number. Like if that came in much higher, people would be like, oh, labor market's still hot. I can keep raising rates. So it came in lower, which I think is, you know, it's good. Lower to inline. So I think it's just like a solid number. It was a good number. We saw interest rates value a little bit on it. Um, they're lower again this morning. So we're down to 4.76%. Um, wow. Yeah, on two-year. Um, so it's been a decent move lower in two-year. I think that's on the back of that payrolls number. Equities are back up. We had a bit of a tough week last week, um, but we saw uh, a rally on Friday, and we're up again today. So we're up 0.6% on the S&P 500. We're up 0.4% on the NASDAQ. Um, so we're seeing a, a little bounce there in stocks. Um, on Thursday, we have CPI, so we get the inflation number. At the moment, the consensus for that number is 3.3%. Remember last month was 3%. So um, if that hits, that would be the first time in 12 months that inflation would actually come on higher um, one month versus the other. So it feels like we're what markets are expecting, what analysts are predicting is that we've kind of like potentially bottomed out on inflation for now. Um, and it's a question whether we start to go higher, whether we just stay stable at these levels, maybe we even go low, even even more lower. Um, we'll find out on Thursday, but it's quite an important number because it's like we've gone past this downtrend. We've gone past the point of easy comps versus last year. So um, we're going to get like a real idea of like if the Fed's policy is working um, from from this month onwards. So um, I think if it comes in below 3.3 or if it even comes in below 3, then you can probably see quite a large rally because it will start to indicate that maybe the Fed has overdone it a little bit with inflation still going lower and the labor market softening a little, a little bit, a little bit. Um, if it comes if it comes in higher then i think we'll see um we'll see maybe a little bit of a sell-off i don't know probably probably not a big move either way but um that'll be the biggest thing thursday crypto is just kind of in the shit a little bit still nothing's really going on we're still at 29k in bitcoin we're at 1830 on eth bitcoin dominance is at 50.3 percent um altcoins haven't really moved that much so uh 
yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it'll take to get crypto moving again, but it's just been, it's really been stuck in the mud recently. Um, maybe we'll see some vol with macro this week, but I think macro versus crypto vol has really, um, uh, correlation has really uh, uh, tailed off in the last few weeks or so. So that's kind of it. Yeah, it's been kind of slow. So, um, <clears throat> yeah. like, um, like you were t- saying, uh, Bitcoin still kind of weak. No, kind of weak. Uh, Twenty nine, actually, on the dot this morning. Actually, on the dot now. <laughs> Twitter now uh, 1828. Let's see what the other ones are. So Solana went down to 2281. Um, you have Matic at 66, $0.67. Arbitrum 113. Uh, it points about $184. And Pepe also has been getting hammered down a little bit under $500 million market cap as well. So the usual suspects. Mando, I see you've been writing, I see you've been writing these macro tweets uh, the last, I think, two, three days. I like it. I like it. I like it. But, but yeah, yeah, I'm doing it um, um is, it, is he getting an echo? Yeah. Who's that echo from? Uh it's quite bad. That's bad. No. No? Is it okay now? It was bad just before. Um yes. yeah, I'm gonna start doing it now every day. It's like um I like it. Yeah, why not? It's fucking it keeps me sane in this market. It's kind of something I do anyway. Um and it feels like the brain damage of just following, you know. NFT projects going gradually lower is, is a bit tough. So I've tried to like broaden it, make it a bit more interesting. So if you want to follow me, I'm going to be putting out like a daily update across macro, crypto, NFTs, altcoins as well. And just, yeah, just see how it goes. Seems like a fun thing to, to, to keep doing. But yeah, it's it's the lowest volatility in Bitcoin for, for three years now. Like literally nothing is going on. Volumes are also at the lowest of the year they've been, at least on centralized exchanges, the vast majority of stuff is happening. They say on-chain. On-chain summer is kind of the thing they're saying here, which is basically kind of like shitcoin summer, but a bit broader. It's like anything that's not on one of these big exchanges and you can buy using one of these Telegram bots like Unibot or you just have to use Uniswap to use. Like People are generally running those names up. Um, that started with shit coins, but then it moved into a range of different things, uh, and so that's where the majority of the focus and the majority of trading is happening. And PNL, like people are still making fortunes, but they are making it normally off some hundred k to fifty million move in a in a shit coin or an altcoin, whatever you want to call it. Um, so yeah, it's and that is kind of brain damage as well. Like it's pretty tough to to um, <laughs> scout what's going on. Um, but that is that is where people are trying to make their money at the moment. But it's definitely a difficult period in the majors. It's interesting when, like, even today, like PayPal came out and yeah. PayPal said, you know, they're going to do a stablecoin on ETH. You know, PayPal, one of the biggest payments companies in America and even in the world, is going to do a stablecoin on ETH. I think the ETH price moved up four dollars <laughs> and then got smashed down again, and it was like. <laughs> What is going on here? Like, I, I don't know if there's some, there's been some other news over the weekend. Um, Adam Cochran, again, calling another exchange insolvent, but he's been, he's been going on about Huobi, which is the exchange heavily linked to Justin Sun, mm. who is kind of a, I don't know, infamous uh, crypto OG. Um, but he's basically saying that the, the reserves of Huobi. Uh, don't fully c- cover their assets. Justin Sun has a number of different um, companies, and he's basically saying he's rinse repeating with the same funds for each of these. Um, I think, uh, unlike 
when Adam Cochran goes on about other things, I do think there's probably some credence to this. Like, I, I think this is far more believable than the Binance stuff that he's he's basically trying to say. But like, I always find like his initial assessment and his reasons for them doing it are just like completely random to me. I think he says something like Binance is trying to destabilize Tether. Tether reported a billion dollars of profit last month. It has, I think, excess reserves of like five billion right now. Like, no, no nothing's destabilizing ter- um, Tether. But I think he's been point- pointing to that being a reason. I-, I think it's it's a strange one. Like Justin Sun is not someone that I particularly think you should trust as a person. Huobi is definitely not a big exchange. It's, it's I don't even know if it's in the top five, um, but. It's it's in terms of volume, it's relatively small, not not like an FTX or anything like that. But um, and it, it did have a Merkle tree proof of proof of assets. But that being said, that didn't get updated for over a month, and it does look like um, Justin Sun, who is big in the DeFi space, may be appropriating some of the funds to basically earn yield. It looks like he's putting products into like DeFi products to basically earn yield to um, help boost your reserves. So. I think there's some credibility to this. I do think that that Huobi is not the best actor in the space. I would be unsurprised if that FUD led a little bit further, um, and they could be questioned for like their their like solvency because he has several different um, spinning plates that he's got to keep. Um, I don't know solvent, I guess. So, yeah, you've had about 75 million of withdrawals over the last week or so, um, mainly mainly stable coins. But, yeah, just, just something to be aware of. Um, and Justin Sun, personally, is relatively wealthy. Like, we're talking hundreds of millions, it seems. So he might be able to personally... I think um, it's his highness. <laughs> yeah, it's his highness. <laughs> he might be able to, like, personally plug some of these holes... Um, it's a little bit difficult to work out whether where his his companies end and he begins, but it does feel like he probably does have quite a lot of money in the bank still. So um, yeah, just some, something to be aware of. I think I think there. So that's like the one piece of fud I'm seeing right now. But like Huobi going down isn't it? Just isn't on the same scale. I don't think as some of the other, the other things going on. But that might be who's like who's been our seller of. ETH and Bitcoin and everything like that. Like, it could be to do with that. It it just seems weird to me that like news like that, like PayPal. PayPal is doing a stablecoin on ETH. That is very very positive news in my opinion. Like, that's definitely showing again more signs of right. This isn't. This is traditional finance is going to get involved in this space again. Um, Remember, they're doing it alongside Paxos. So Paxos again is this is the company that Binance USD, BUSD or I forget what it's called. It's not it's not Binance USD, but BUSD. They still had to stop minting it, right? And there was an SEC um, uh, investigation. Now Paxos is doing it alongside um, PayPal. So like uh, remove Chinese affiliated company, enter US backed company. Seems like a, a no brainer. But this feels positive for just like general traditional finance getting involved it's not it still seems a bit walled at the moment you can only really use it, i think mm-hmm. on paypal and maybe one uh, on their venmo um site it looks like but even then like this will be burning gas fees like this this is the sort of stuff where it's like 
I don't know why that didn't cause more of a reaction. <laughs> ETH has literally just moved up and down $5 range since that piece of news came out. So something does make me think that, I don't know, like, are we, are we getting a delay in the ETF? Are we getting a, are we getting a, somebody out there with solvency issues that we're still having issues with? Like, this just seems weird to me more than anything that we're not seeing any volatility because it continues to be positive news that gets sold rather than negative news. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm, uh, I'm reading into this PayPal stuff. So <clears throat> you have Dan Shulman, the president of NC of PayPal, said the shift towards um, digital currencies necessitates um, a stable instrument that seamlessly connects to fiat currency like the U.S. dollar. Our dedication to responsible innovation and our current in our history of delivering uh, novel experiences fortify our contribution uh, to the evolution of digital payments through PayPal USD. So, um, you know, they've got wow. So, this uh, I, I'm reading off the Lucky Trader article, right? Because it has all the like, um, kind of the uh, the TLDR here, but uh, it looks like they have 377 million active user counts as of Q4 2020. Uh, but then um, I go and read from your favorite, uh, Adam here, um, Mando, and it's reported that it's a branded stable issued by Paxos, initially usable in Venmo and then between Venmo and PayPal. So that's how it's going to uh, work, it says. Uh, PYUSD um, is designed to be redeemable for dollars at all times and can also be exchanged for other cryptocurrencies available on PayPal's network. It can be used to fund purchases and will soon be available on PayPal's popular payments app Venmo. Um, users will eventually be able to send their token holdings between PayPal and a Venmo wallet. So um, I don't use Venmo because Canada, but I know in the States, like, um, like Venmo is like very, very popular. Jazz, you use Venmo? You know, I don't I don't really use it, but I have. And a lot of people use it for quick transactions, like low amounts and stuff. Yeah, like lunch, dinner. Like what I always feel like I'll Venmo you or like something like that. It's like a very like, I hear it a lot when I come go to the because US. I came, yeah, it came kind of like a verb too. Like I'm going to yeah, Venmo. It is a verb. <laughs> it's not I'll PayPal you. It's like I'll Venmo you. It's like a verb in USA. So it's like, yeah. <laughs> oh, well. Looks people like um, PayPal is like the old, the older company. Like the, it's the boomer company, but now they're making a stable coin. So we'll see, huh? <laughs> Yeah, pay- I remember the PayPal days. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, PayPal, PayPal was- is a bit boomer, right? Yeah, PayPal was like, what is it, 10 years ago or eight years ago? PayPal was hot. PayPal was hot. Like, it was like, it was a thing. Like, it was the future of like, you know. And they've tried money. to like dive into crypto before. Like, you could buy Bitcoin Ethereum on there, but it wasn't like transferable and it wasn't in your own wallet type of thing. So, I mean, at least they're trying. So to I remember that, like, it was like in 2021 or something, and it was like a probably nothing moment for the timeline, where like everyone was like, "Yo, probably nothing." And then, um, but then, but it was a whole thing. And then, but anyways, we'll see. Honestly, this is not. Um, yeah, P- PayPal was the original access. All that. <laughs> PayPal was the only. It's true. There was only PayPal. There was no Vemo. There was no Cash App. There was no, no other like methods of like even like things. Sally wasn't around in the states yet. I know it's a states thing, but. Um, well, PayPal was created by Elon, right? That's why a person said that. Yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, it was definitely that. It was. It's true. It was the because X dot com, right? And then you know, it was a whole PayPal mafia story and blah blah blah. So um, it's actually pretty crazy. The story of PayPal itself is nuts when you think about it. Like, anyway, so that's that. Um, so that was the news in terms of like broader crypto and whatnot. If not, I mean, Mando wrote some pretty good 
um, some pretty good, um, some pretty good um, TLDRs of you know what's going on. But I have a question for you guys. Um, have you last week got the chance to follow what's happening with CRV and stuff? Like, is there, a, or or is that is that like somewhat resolved? Why not? I saw like a bunch it's of kind of resolved OTC. So so a few things happened. He so he didn't just exploit CRV. He exploited a few other. Um, uh, a few other protocols which basically copied the same code. So Alchemix and JPEG. He gave back the Alchemix money, which is about eleven million. And he gave back the JPEG money, which was about um I think they're both around ten million. I think Alchemix is actually about eight million and JPEG was slightly higher, about ten or eleven. Um in return for basically like a finder's fee. Um then like a bunch of white hack hackers basically managed to retrieve a lot of the funds, but he still holds on to like mid teens worth millions. It's like $15 million. And he, um, he hasn't given that back yet. So out of about $70 million stolen, um, the vast majority is now vast majority, let's say 75% has been returned. Um, but he still has about $15 million worth, uh, which he's not not returned yet, and the I think he, the expiry for for like the reward for him returning that last bit expired on the weekend, and and he didn't do anything, so he's he doesn't seem to want to give it back. Um, and I think in the meantime, the the Curve founder has been selling CRV OTC. I think he sold nearly twenty five thirty million dollars worth of 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 OTC. So it doesn't feel like the curve problem is a problem anymore. Like, again, that's another reason why I think people thought, you know, ETH was selling, oh. you know, ETH selling off because, you know, curve could be DeFi or getting wrecked. And that's all kind of resolved itself in the last week. So, um, or at least it, it, there's a small line, but DeFi is not going to, I really hope DeFi doesn't collapse because somebody loses, you know, $15 million. So, I think uh, that, that, yeah, that's no longer kind of a, a worry, I think, for most people. Well, that's good to know. That's good to know. I know that also happened last week. There was a whole bunch of stuff. I mean, the one, the one week we took off was just a, not in NFTs. Like, it was almost like dead. And we'll get to that in a second. But, like, in, in the broader crypto, it was wild. It was CRV that was right away with and then white hack hackers coming in and <laughs> taking the money out and giving it back. And also it was the whole like base, right? Like base went live last yeah. week. Um, at this stage, like old, I, it's, you know, it's crazy. It's already old news. Like we're over the fact that like an Alameda research wallet is a deployer for that token. Like we're, we're, <laughs> we're <laughs> do you guys realize? Cause we didn't get to talk about it on the show. Right. It, I just remembered just, like vicariously goes going through the timeline reading and I was all hyped because like usually the next day I come in I'm like all like fired up and I bring up a topic. Now I'm just like I mean we're kind of over it. <laughs> right? Are we over the fact that like SBF invented ball token yet? Or <laughs> I think I think it wasn't SBF, right? They got um they found the guy who it was. The they found the guy. Oh they did. Yeah. See, I didn't even follow last I have to say the last four days I actually completely like disconnected. So, <laughs> something was they it found it, it was some OG guy. Um, no, damn it, I wish it was Caroline, you know what I mean? Like, that would have been so sick, like, for a story. <laughs> we still don't know who that person is. Like, that person could well be 
someone involved. Okay, so hold on. Give me the other. So hold on. Like, because if I don't, I have no clue. Maybe some people don't know. Like, they found out who it is, but they didn't. No, they did. Yeah, Zach XBT was looking into it, and then they found that the address that was the deployer of the contract matched up with someone on crypto Twitter. And it was someone that I can't remember what his name was, but some poker player had sent, had received like 50 yes, grand from like they had a bet on the chess world championships in 2021. <laughs> it's the most random like chain of events. <laughs> That's on Magnuson too. He's like, I'm going to make more on Magnuson than anybody. Right. Yeah. Dude. So first of all, on the, on the JPEG, they exploit someone on Zach King's BT. 5,495 ETH was returned and the white hat got a 10% bounty. So look at that. Nice little, nice little 550 ETH bounty for the white hack. You absolutely love to see a white hack uh making a million dollars like that. Deserved. Uh and then um, I'm looking through there. You go. It, there you go. August 3rd, right? So that happened four days ago. Ball deployer was potentially revealed. Two days ago, I noticed they had sent Mike. So I, I remember reading the story of Mike McDonald that did a bet with someone for 50K or something, right? And then like they sent the money and he realized that the money came from the same deployer as the freaking ball token. That was... <laughs> I read that thread and I remember being in shock. Like, it's just so crazy, guys. Like, imagine you lose a bet you send the money from the same deployer on which you pulled like one of the biggest rugs. In- <laughs> this is, this space is insane. Like the amount yeah. of degeneracy and illness going around, like it's crazy. Like, it- <laughs> so that's the tweet from my, from Zach. And so the, the user was Milky Way, right? So I remember seeing this. And it was crazy. And they tweeted out, right? When Bald came out, Bald contract is legit, not minting, no upgradability, no nothing. So they were actually like pumping the shit out of that token from that alt account. <laughs> and and Mike McDonald, who was a CryptoPunk poker player, you've seen him on the timeline a bunch if you've been around for a couple of years, but he's got a dick butt now, PFP, so that's him. But he, he returned the money right away. He was like, yeah, I can't, you know. He's like, funds came from an address that... <laughs> That they came with the ball, and then that was the thing. Got a million views on that thread. That's crazy. But he kind of explained everything there. Um, and yeah, he, that person liked a tweet that Milky Way, yeah, that was the craziest thing I saw. Okay, now I remember seeing that. The Milky Way account had liked a, a tweet saying, Imagine creating the leading token on a new chain and you giga rug it. And they liked that tweet. <laughs> It's not funny. It's not funny. It's, it's so not funny, funny, but it's comical, right? Like you couldn't, you couldn't write this <laughs> stuff in a script if if you tried. I'm gonna use that line. It's not funny, but it's comical. <laughs> it's so crazy Make to me. Sure. I mean, what other batshit crazy thing happened last week? Because um, before I moved to NFTs, because in the NFT the world of NFTs, it's just like whatever. So. <laughs> What other batch of crazy thing happened in crypto last week? <laughs> Man, no I don't know. It was yeah, it was just meme coins, right? Meme coins are the only shit yeah. going. Like that fucking Bitcoin, ticket Bitcoin is now over like a hundred million. Um, it is. <laughs> it was. I don't know if it's it no, right it now. I think it's shit in the end, but it was over a hundred million. Yeah. Oh my god. I remember you're right. Yeah, I remember the whole like it was crazy. Let's see. I'll tell you guys in a second where it's at now. But it's uh, oh, it's uh, I'm on the wrong one. But anyways, um, 
it's uh it's not it's not as high as it was. I was on the wrong one. I'm like too lazy to, <laughs> to type in the whole thing. Uh it's a, it's still 88 million, bro. It's still still crazy. So it seems like shit coins are still running here. Um uh on that front. <laughs> and we got a very important question come in here. NFT aficionado. I mean, Ovi, you, did you do the body the fat uh body fat uh, official thingy and NFT official is asking OSF what was your body fat count from last week because I remember last week you were talking about it 21.2% the official number oh oh okay okay so much for 10% but these are so the what we learned from this process is this is what's called a DEXA scan so apparently no one has ever come in below 10% on a DEXA scan so it's like yeah. when you see people so, say like oh I'm 10% or 11% or 9% they're not really like the truly accurate numbers. Mm-hmm. You're not supposed this... to go to these. They're a scam. Um, they will ruin yeah. your self-esteem. Mando is glowing now. <laughs> yeah, Mando, it seems like Mando needed that vacation. Like, he got over the whole, like, experience, which was, like, traumatizing. It definitely ruin your self-esteem, that's for sure. Yeah, I mean, you shouldn't do, like, those are, that, that's a scam, dude. This is, this is ridiculous, you know what I mean? Like, you're, 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 you know, you're, you know, <sighs> If you guys are 21 and 20, whatever, like if Mando was called obese in that body scan thing, dude, I am never stepping foot in that thing in my life. You can't even put a gun to my head and tell me, go and do your body scan thing. I'm not doing it because I'll come back at 37 and then like, I'll just just like starve myself. (laughs) It's it's, it's fucking tough. Like, Howley did it as well and he got even higher than us and he's like, he booked four more just in panic afterwards because he was like, I need to I need to keep tracking my results. No, he should book four more trainings, not four more body scan results. It's not, you're not supposed to keep scanning until it's slower. You're supposed to keep wet. They got him. They got him in a room. Listen, very, very clear. It was yeah. a panic purchase for sure. Yeah. But we were talking about you last night. Uh, Mando was with Michaela. She's down there. I see Gigi's in the audience too. We were all talking, and Michaela was like, "So, how's Mando feeling? Like, is he better after the, after the body scan, you know, uh, experience?" Uh, <laughs> I was like, "He's fine. He's over it." I'm glad um, that everyone else got the same results. If OSF had come in at like nineteen, I would have just been like, "Fuck this! Just yo, fuck." If Ovi this. had come back on the official decks, whatever the hell, like body scan thing, like sixteen, let's say, Mando <laughs> would have been done. Like, <laughs> he wouldn't have been here today. <laughs> For sure, that that was in the end. We're only one percent difference, um, which felt more right than OSF laughing that he's like nine percent. I was like, no, this cannot be. <laughs> Call him the LARP. Yo, that's crazy. Yo, y'all crazy this morning. <laughs> Listen, um, you know, my <laughs> okay, that was a great question. NFT official that thank you for reminding me of this. We had some catching up to do. Uh, but anyways, uh, anyways, anyways, you know what? Let's 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 talk about our favorite thing. Let's talk about NFTs. I'm not gonna jingle it because y'all can hear it, but uh, you know, he is the man, macro daddy of the land. Mando, can you dig it? <laughs> let's open the dgens.finance dashboard. By the way, every morning, you wanna check. Bad price, good price. DJ is about finance. That's where you get your reports. But tell me, what is going on in NFT land? Because you also been writing about NFT, so assuming you have a good uh, understanding of the global, global things. Yeah, look, just more on a macro basis, like across NFTs, it's clearly not been a great period again. I think Sunday was the lowest day uh, in terms of volume for for over a year. Um, there was a popular fourteen five 
Fortune magazine article out, which pointed to the idea that NFT volumes were down 95% um, since January 2022, and royalties were down 98%, and a bunch of different takes on the timeline about what was causing that. Um, I think NFT stats has been just reeling off different stats about this NFT bear market, but I saw one today, or I think it was yesterday, which is that over since the start of Blur Season 2, Blur Farmers have lost $200 million um, in realized, and like, is realized, and unrealized tokens. So okay. that's over the last five months. Go ahead. Is that what you do when you lose two hundred million dollars? You just get a sad, a sad fucking theme song on our on our radio show. Oh, sorry about that. You, oh, Blood Farmers lost two hundred dollars today. Two hundred million dollars in five months. Um, which is just like fucking yeah. It's just a disaster. I think um, in general. It's. Uh, yeah, I mean, again, there's a lot of. So hard this weekend. Did you see that farmer that just got completely? Yeah, so I mean that that was one of the main pieces of news. Like genuinely, is that some farmer managed to trick a bot into buying one and a half million dollars of his NFTs, um, and then the bot asked for his money back, which I just thought was pretty funny. Um, I have a question. Like we're four people, so we can go around the table. Like because I did have that question to myself. You're the person the bot asks you first for the money back. And you know how they were saying they stole the money? Like they, they use the word stolen. Like the term stolen was actually used. Were those funds stolen or was that person just smarter? That's been smarter, I'm, not stolen, yeah. in my opinion. I agree. Jazz, what do you think? Was I, I would call that a, a finesse. You know what yeah. I mean? Like they got a finesse out of their funds. <laughs> Dude, you, you play stupid games, you win stupid prizes. Like, this is a fafo. Okay, but Mando, back to you. But <laughs> I just thought it was funny. Like 100%. Like it's the the bot was literally designed to follow one of the main blur airdrop farmers and most probably try and like scalp them as in like try and slightly beat them on certain levels. So he was just like, right, well, this is how I'm going to do it. Right. Mm -hmm. The bot literally was designed to slightly beat the bid of that farmer. And he's, his name is Hanway. He's like one of the biggest blur airdrop farmers. So clearly that bot was just trying to get the blur points ahead of him. The guy realized and just smashed him. I think it was a, yeah, 800 ETH worth, so why not? I, I feel that's completely fair. Like, that was a malicious bot, and yeah, Fafo, for sure, on that one. <laughs> there's, a, there's a great thread by, uh, if anyone's curious, a raving ape, that stats Puck Nano and I were retweeted, but context on how Hanwei Chang uh, executed a plan to perfect up uh, to perfection and made 800 ETH by selling off-white a background color Azuki at 50 each, um, and Azuki Elementals at 15 ETH, so yo, Yo, um, do we do we think those are free? Like fifty ETH Azukis? Let's go! Like, is Azuki back to fifty or what? Like, listen, like motherfuckers probably were euphoric looking at the bot go by, like 50, 50, 50, 50, 50. <laughs> and then you realize someone just got clapped in public. That's like an open air shooting, bro. Like the guy is like, it's like right there. Like he just caught him, you know. And so, um. Basically, it says Hanway has been coasting at the top spot of the blurb point farming leaderboards by cornering the market with his trade bids. His bid points at seven nine hundred right now, but the last few days he's been he's had the lion's share with sixteen thousand points daily. Look, I don't even know what that means. Like, we still don't know what a point is worth. Okay, they have their own calculation what they think a point is worth. Nine hundred five nine talks about it plenty, and he talks about it on the show a lot, so you can probably listen to him when he tests that. But anyways. There's a great thread. Um, <laughs> he goes, don't copy my bid, fuckers. 
<laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Don't copy my bid, fuckers. It was calculated plan once I noticed someone copied my trade bids. It was a trade bid dump. Dumped a background color. Um, so yeah, and that's the screenshot of like the super giga dump. So look, um, good good for him. Good uh good for him, you know, and uh that that means listen, that might mean that you have all listed your Zuki's too low. Like to anybody listening, like you just gotta list your Zuki's at 50 years, Ethan. Maybe you, you know, maybe you get your your Justin Bieber moment. But anyways, <laughs> Manda, what else? What else is going on in the in the world of NFTs? Yeah, like other than that, I think um, in terms of like positive news, I think the D Gods season three is going to be this week. It's either tomorrow Tonight, yeah. or the day after. Yeah, yeah, um, two days. Um, I think Nakamigos has been rallying on the idea that they, they've got like a in they the keep fall. on teasing the idea of a, a new thing coming in the fall. Those had a, a strong week. Miladies, obviously, Miladies are dominating this on chain movement. Those heard, are up and over. I heard Ovi's a Milady. Oh, is he? Yeah, I did buy a Milady over the weekend. Yeah. Oh wow! Where can we see it? Hold on. Wait, did you buy it from the OSF like vault wallet? Like where? Where is it's it? OSF vault. Yeah, I bought like, Milady. Yo, you gotta love the Milady buying and then the transfer directly into the vault. Let's go. <laughs> did you really? You 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 you. I'm not gonna talk about that arc because it's the show, and you make your tweets, make your tweets. People can assume, but you know, you OSF woke up different the other day, so. <laughs> He got, he's on his milady art, everybody. Yo, you got you also got a milady, you know? I got a milady as well, yeah. Oh, it's not in there. You didn't transfer to the vault yet. So uh I'm pretty sure I did. Why is it not there? It's so weird. So the redacted Romilio though. So you got <laughs> You gotta love Ovi's new arc. So this is this is OSF's new arc, y'all. <laughs> oh my god, he went ahead. And he he got the the Nakabi <laughs> Romilio. If you know, you know. But you absolutely love to see it. <laughs> I, I love. Lost my lady. I lost my lady. Maybe did I search it wrong? Like I don't know. No, What's the wallet you buy from? I bought it from my main wallet. Because uh... I know you don't buy from the vault, but oh, Mexican what? salad. <laughs> no, not Mexican salad. I've actually lost my milady. I don't know where it is. What? <laughs> Maybe you never bought it in the first place. I swear. It's actually a giveaway it. we're doing on the show. If anybody finds it, uh... did anybody find the milady? I mean, it's on chain, right? So, so you you should be able to like kind of see where it went. I don't know what you used to buy it, but uh, no, but anyways, not um, seems like there was another autoglyph sale as well, Mando, three days ago. Yeah, another autoglyph sale at one ninety. It still looks like um, Lava Labs are like trying to sell those, so I think they've been the seller kind of ongoing. But yeah, a decent decent sell there. Um, and then you saw the plague. The plague they had kind of like a quite a big update. They are ha- opening a coffee company um, alongside the government of El Salvador. No way. Uh, yeah, yeah. They, this utility when NFT? Did you have some of those at some point? No, I was I, um, I, sent it, I sent it to a no, I didn't have I um <clears throat> I, I did send it in the group chat though like a month ago. Um because right. Hans was tweeting about it, so I remember sending it to you guys and I was like, yeah. Oh, I, I just remember saying like, oh, this is interesting. Like he keeps talking about this project, which is gonna, you know, and so this is actually like it's pretty cool. 
I'm just finding out here what the utility one is in the end. So, um, so he's opening up a, a coffee company. It looks like yeah. you basically with the, government? with the government of El Salvador. I think the government said that they like the the project's already agreed to buy like a hundred, something like a million pounds worth of coffee, something like that. So buy a lot of coffee. Um, and I think the I'm not hundred percent sure how the NFT works because I was just looking through it before, but it looks like it's. Something like the NFT holders act like the wholesaler, um, where you you buy the coffee beans and then you either can sell them yourself or you can let the coffee company sell them onto retailers or distributors. And if you give them to the coffee company, then you get you just get part of the margin, or you can do it yourself and you you can you can keep the whole of the margin. So it's like a I don't know you just buy coffee in bulk from. El Salvador with this NFT, hmm. basically at, at wholesale prices. It so, says making coffee does not just sell coffee. We also connect people from around the world. The farmer can see the comments, communicate their stories, and become a visible part of the community. Our customers are not just buying the coffee; they're also supporting the people behind the coffee. The farmers are paid a fair price for the coffee they produce. A percentage of each bag is pulled and distributed to the workers. MakingCoffee.com will establish a fund to help their families. The consumer doesn't just drink the coffee; they can also show additional appreciation by making coffee pushes more of the profits back to the former. And your tips are certainly not expected, but they improve the lives of farm workers um and it seems like this is all using bitcoin lightning network it is interesting i'm gonna look more yeah. into that because i'm a big coffee guy in the morning so i'm probably gonna like try and just order from them hmm. yeah i mean i don't I, I think you get like just the beans so yeah you'd have to grind them yourself but it is um yeah i have the thing it's it's a complicated system like they have an ERC twenty token as well, oh. uh, which is their frog token, I think, or um, I forget the name of the token. Yeah, but... they have FRG. I remember him coming on. Yeah, on yeah, the, exactly. On yeah, and some of the profits going to be used to buy back that token. So, like, it's it's definitely not not complicated. It's it's involving NFTs, ERC twenties, but obviously there is various rules around securities and how things are done. So maybe maybe he's because up with a bunch of lawyers about how to do this right. But that that's a business, it looks like, trying to use NFTs rather than NFT company trying to use um trying to get into business. Like it feels like they've started with, right, this is the concept. Now we're gonna add NFTs into that customer supplier relationship and see how that works. So it will be an interesting case study and if if that can work. I don't know. Okay. No, we'll see. Uh, oh. Yeah, definitely. Um, definitely something Pons was building. Clearly, like clearly gone, yeah. gone the full route of utility, full route of this is a concept um, as an entrepreneur that I can try and get Web three along. Um, I think it's going to be difficult, but like you know, power to him. I hope he hope he does well with it. Yeah, I like that. I still have my frog that I bought when he was on stage with us. I think it's not my fault, but um, this is interesting. Okay, I'm gonna. I'm gonna look into that. I'm actually curious because I'm always. I listen. I'm always looking for new beans. I've been trying a lot of different beans. I be, I have to say I have been on my on my Brazilian coffee beans ever since Portugal. I have never really left Portugal. I'm not gonna lie, um, <laughs> dude. Oh, I think about it a lot, man. I'm not gonna lie. It's great, man. I'm so happy to be back. Dude, I know your face even looks different in Portugal. Um, <laughs> I'm not explaining. My wife was saying on the flight home, she's like, "It's, it's nice to come back." Better. 
You know him the longest. Doesn't he look different in Portugal? Like, I don't know. That's your boy. It's that glow, isn't it? It's that, it's that right. weird, like, sleepier glow you have in where you are. Like, well, maybe it's also the fact that it's sunny AF over there and he's got the window on his left side mm. and it's like, perfect. Like, it just glows on him. It's like, yo. <laughs> no, it's I, so, I. It's so nice. Sunny, it was like, it's like 29 degrees, perfect. Got for dinner tonight. Life is good, man. I have to say, I'm pretty lucky. Uh, the, the weather in Toronto. So. I came, you know, based on him season, I'm going to bring Tristan up because it's time. And I see he's been painting in the back. I love that. I love that he's been painting uh, the whole time. But uh, on the NFT side, we had an event. That was that was the news last week. Not the gods. It was us. We did an event. <laughs> we did, I'm playing. So we did an event in Toronto and it was super cool. But um, I got to say the weather difference between just the cities that are so close apart makes no sense. Like it was so nice here. Like it felt back when I was on, it almost felt like a vacation all over again. So it was pretty good. It was hot. It was sunny and everything. But look, we did a really, 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 really cool event. So while I'm in the show here today, I will give a big shout out. Uh, and you know what? I'll, I'll tell Michaela to, to come through tomorrow. She's, she's somewhere. I'm in the same house as Michaela. I just need to locate her. But... <laughs> She's she's somewhere on the premises of this home at the moment. Uh, I, I didn't find her this morning, but I'll find her and do the show with her. Oh, so I'll have to come on tomorrow. But we did a quick little event, pop-up event yesterday with the OD Labs team, which was super, super cool. On Friday, not yesterday, I'm sorry. A uh, little all over the place uh, this morning. But we did an event on Friday, which was super fun for OD Labs. Uh, they have their like FNIC like holders. Uh, and then we have, of course, like Rug Radio uh, holders, but also like their community in Toronto. So it was super, super cool. Um, I'll pin the video at the top, but yesterday I GM'd with one of the videos that Ryan, uh, their their video, uh, the the content uh, creator, uh, content producer, creator, you know, videographer uh, at OD Labs uh, created. But it was super, super, super freaking cool, honestly. This is a post that I put out yesterday. Um, but it was just a lot of fun um, to be out there and do an event in Toronto. And honestly, but big shout out. I want to give a really, really big shout out um, to the community that showed up. A ton of Rug Radio holders and people in the space actually pulled up. I would say like 40, 50 of them were like holders slash like NFT people. And then about, you know what's cool? It was like at least like two, 300 people came. I would say like 80% had no idea what Rug Radio was. And I love that because it's like exposing the brand to like new people. And just like onboarding them has had a lot of great conversations with people. They're like, oh, it's interesting. Like, I don't know how you use media and NFTs, yada, yada, yada. So, and anyways, OD Toronto is really famous. It's a dope store. And, you know, shout out to them. They gave us the location and we did it out there with them. So it was super cool. Like three-story, like, you know, we had the Montreal bagels on the on a, on the floor, a bunch of candy. That's why all I ate was candy on Friday. Uh, I was jumping on walls. Wall. But, uh, <laughs> dude. That day, all I had was candy for for, for lunch and dinner. It was great. You know, I, I killed my craving for the rest of the year, I think. I'm done. Uh, but anyways, a bunch of people showed up. And then they think of an opportunist that we see here a lot. Um, he's a, he has his Corey Van Lu PFP. Um, drove two hours to make the event. So big shout out to opportunists, a bunch of other people like Patty and a bunch of people that we interact, interact with. We had rec guys, we had a bunch of people show up. So a big, big thank you uh, because that's why I came here for on, on Friday um, and spent the week here for. And, you know, it was really cool to uh, to be able to meet more people and do a quick little pop-up event, you know. So shout out to the OD team. I see Mika down there in the audience. We're going to get your get you up on the stage uh, to, to host with us tomorrow and talk about all this again. But that was a really, really cool thing to do. Um, you know, events keep you down, right? Keep it going during, during the market like that. It's always good to, to meet people and, you know, be able to talk to them about what you're up to. And our next big event, our next big official event, 
Well, it's actually also pretty close. It's in the oh, it's in the month from today. Look at that. Mm-hmm. In the month from today is our next big event with Yuga Labs in Seoul, South Korea. Fuck, we'll be in Asia in a month. My God, I'm not ready for that yet. <sighs> okay, so <laughs> it's also the countdown begins. It's my birthday in the month. You already know. All right, so um, Mando, Ovi, you can already set up like, um, you know, like a big bag of Pepe on the side for your boy. You already know, you know, I, I'm sure you got a couple, you know, trillion uh, hanging on the side, you know. Uh, so <laughs> see, listen, I see Mando's, I see Mando's, I see Mando's like, you know, <laughs> buy tweets and I, it, it's enough to keep me going. It's enough to keep me going. <laughs> You love to see it. Maybe we can dive deeper into all of that uh, tomorrow. But anyways, 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 I'm going to bring Tristan up, but also give y'all the code for today's stub. So if you go to rug.fm, R-U-G.fm forward slash stubs, S-T-U-B-S, the code for today. Do I have a drum roll here? That'll be fire. It's not my, it's not my, my roadcaster. Is that a drum roll? Let's see. That is not a drum roll. I am I am getting word from the fair team. There might be a little delay with the claim for stubs. The art is live, the claim page is live, but the actual code might have a delay in it. So got the text, got the text, but the code will be welcome back. So we'll tell you when the when the code's live. Let's do that. Let's do that. Let's still give the code. So the code is going to be well. I just got the text at the same time from Isaac. (laughs) Saying that Isaac's like, no, not ready. Blame me. Well, here it is. I'm blaming you, Isaac. But little did you know, you can only blame Farouk. So, um, so I'll, I'll take the blame uh, here. <laughs> Anyways, the code is going to be welcome back. You know how to spell that. Uh, just uh, just write it somewhere and we'll tell you when uh, it's officially, officially live. But anyways, we got Tristan in the house. What's up, Tristan? Good morning. Do we do we have Tristan? I think he might have froze. There the whole time in the studio painting, bro. I, I could know, see and he froze at the last minute. I could see, I could see him paint the whole time in the studio on Streamyard. Monday vibes, you know. It's all no, right. he's wrong, bro. There's no <laughs> way he's frozen. He's it will okay. while Tristan while Tristan fixes that. Well, oh wait, Tristan. Mm-mm. No. Damn it. So I'll give it a second. Maybe you can talk to Tristan real quick. Time to leave, come back, get yeah, yeah, jazz, do your thing. But anyways, um, <laughs> also what happened last week, we didn't get to talk about it on the show yet. Did you see that people every day? Did you see that people every day? Come on. How fire was that? <laughs> yeah, that, was cool. that was pretty cool, right, guys? That was very cool. So what happened? Did he just like take a screenshot while you guys were on the night show? I was like, I'm going to Yeah, so we're, we were hosting. So I asked people to come on the night show like, I think it was about three weeks ago or something like that because we're trying to like do once a week now, like Thursday nights, but we bring a banger guest that we all interview together. And uh, and he had committed for, 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 for last Thursday, August 3rd. And it turns out like the stream yard was lit. It was Sobeti's thread game myself with people on YouTube. You know, spaces and it was crazy. We got, I think, like a couple thousand listeners, but um, but it was just a great interview. You know what I mean? Like the vibes were just different because like different from the stuff he's used to, right? Like everybody yeah, likes to ask the same questions. Like that Bloomberg guy, like how much money do you make? <laughs> so we actually opened with that question. <laughs> it was so good, right, guys? So people, how much money do you make? We talked about. You know what was different? Because like we, you, I mean, you guys know Sobi and these the vibe very well. So it's like it was mostly like. 
you know, questions like Thread Guy, the clip that Golden's gonna post is gonna make you guys all cry of laughter. Like Thread Guy asked him, so well, how's your dick folder looking? Like, talk to us about the folder where you hold all the dicks. And he was <laughs> talking to us about the folder and everything. Or we talked to us about like how does his wife feel like about about the art or just questions that are like more like the out and also Sobi would like ask the most out of pocket shit. Like out of something's like, so um people, um, you know, how does it feel being the founder of Nakamigos? Like just the most out of pocket things. <laughs> ever and we had a blast right. and at the end people was like he's like well i have three hours left to do every day what should i do it about we're like us all of us like us we want to be in it we're he's like well i don't have your 3d faces like i have to make 3d models and i don't have time and then he just took a screenshot he's like i'll take a screenshot i'll see if i add it or not and then yo i had the notifications on so we went out to dinner with the whole crew here I had the notifications on for people on purpose just for that. MF waited till 11.59 p.m. in 59 seconds. You should have seen me. I was like, <laughs> come on. I was at dinner just like looking. The thing hits. We go, oh, we just scream. Uh, like it was Buckets and I. You guys may know Buckets from Twitter. But anyways, we're screaming. And then the people behind me at the restaurant turn around like, yo, what'd you do? You hit a jackpot. I'm like, no, I didn't hit a jackpot. I thought I like bet on some sports or something. And I made a whole lot of money because the reaction was crazy. But uh, hey, we got a people every day so that's how it happened um and it was really 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 fun like he <laughs> you know what's cool you know often like, even thread i was saying that like the opepin every day for example is like of the opepin right like of, of, he of, often makes P of pfps like he'll immortalize your pfp or whatever but he immortalized us like this our faces in there it's me in this exact room <laughs> <laughs> I just thought it was super fun. And it's a very Beeple piece. The week of his punk and everything. And anyways, if you want to listen back, um, it was a really, really, really good episode. Uh, it's on our YouTube as well. I highly suggest when you listen back to watch the YouTube stream. It's on the Rugby YouTube. Wow, 5,000 tuned in total. That's crazy. But uh, but definitely check out uh, the YouTube because uh, there was a bunch of people on YouTube. It was one of those uh, really fun year for organized. But anyways, I see Tristan. Ooh, yes. We're so, and we, hey, we have a little pet. And we man, why is it freezing every time I get up on the stage? Freezes. Oh, but Tristan, you're here, right? Yes. Can you hear me? Oh, there we, we can go. hear you. Okay, hold on. Let me just stop the camera and we can just go off of <laughs> Yeah, I could just vibe it. Damn it, you were painting though. I like I like the painting. I know, <laughs> me too. I did all that on purpose. <laughs> oh man. You know what we can do, Tristan? We can do the interview now if you want, and you can you totally welcome to come paint during the show all week. Like I don't, <laughs> you totally welcome to like be in the background painting if you want. Cool, <laughs> this, yeah, I love it. I love that. That sounds fun. You know, we can figure it out. Well, maybe on Friday, like in the day of the burn, you can just like we can put you. We did that with Corey Van Lu once. Corey was just there painting <laughs> while we're hosting the show. <laughs> so um, we can maybe try that. Or um, they're saying if you're on a phone, maybe turn the Wi-Fi off the phone but i don't know yeah i'm on my computer yeah i don't know it's about anyways anyways, anyways. Can yeah we, we can it. hear you but what i'm gonna do don't worry uh, i'm gonna show your art on the stream and then what we're gonna do we can do some here today and then we can do some uh on friday and and i'll bring you up and we'll we'll, we'll show it off but tristan 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 gm good morning how you doing Good morning. I'm doing terrific. It is a pretty standard morning. Um, just chilling, working on art. My cat is on my lap. Everything is business as usual. 
I love that. I love that. Yeah, I did see the cat. I did see the cat right before, right before it, it, it froze again. I did manage <laughs> to see the cat for a second. So, so we're 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 so good. That that's too bad. If you were on the YouTube stream, you could have seen Tristan a uh, paint and look really nice. So we'll we'll try and run it back. But Tristan, I mean, let's let's dive right into it. And I'll just you know what we'll replace it by just showing all your work on the stream, on videos. So that's that's a good, awesome. you know, that, that's not so bad, you know, if you ask me. So we're good there. But Tristan, I mean, you know, let's start from the start. I mean, tell us more about yourself. You know, who's Tristan? You know, you know what, how, what kind of art do you create? Like, you know, tell us a little more about, you know, who Tristan is. Yeah, yeah. So my name is Tristan. That is my real life name. Um, I am a multimedia artist. I've been making art for my whole life. I've been a proclaimed artist for the last maybe 12 or so years. Um, and I've fallen in love with painting over the last five years or so. That's been my, my main means of expression. But you can see my work in all sorts of different mediums, anything from ink to uh, mixed media to music to writing to uh, anything you can name. I, I'm an experimentalist. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm in love with all sorts of art forms and just uh, self-expression in general. I love that. And so when did you like, you know, how old are you? Like what, when did you really start, you know, when did you realize that like, you were an artist? Like when did you really get into into creating everything that you're doing now? Yeah, yeah. So I'm 27 years old. I just had my birthday last week on the 27th hey. of July. Um, Happy birthday. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, yeah. So I've been taking myself seriously as an artist since I was around maybe 18 or so. Uh, a bunch of friends of mine make music. And so I would make music with them and I would make cover art for them. Um, that was when like my visual art journey became like an actual journey. It wasn't just me doodling on papers or, you know, not doing homework. It, it actually became a, a thing for me to do and contribute to, to society to some degree. Um, so that was around when I was, you know, 17, 18. I released a song with a friend and performed that at like a party. Um, I was doing cover art for friends and I was really like kind of feeling myself. Um, and that was a lot of like uh, digital editing, um, some ink illustrations, uh, things of that nature. Um, and then, like I said, about five years ago, I really fell in love with painting uh, on a large scale. Like that piece right there, for example, is like three and a half feet by three and a half feet. Wow. Um, and so, yeah, I felt I've fallen in love with painting over the last five or so years because it really allows me to be uh, free as opposed to like an ink illustration. I have to be so calculated, like you have to know where every line is going to go and what every line is going to do. But if I'm painting, it's sort of a, a relationship, right, where I can play with the colors and things appear in front of me and it's much more spontaneous, you know. Yeah, that no, was super cool. So you start, do you with your process, did you start off with a painting and then digital or do, do are you digitally native? Um, okay, so I finish everything digitally. Uh, as you're scrolling okay. through these, a lot of yeah. these are multimedia, but a mm -hmm. lot of these are uh, strictly paintings or illustrations. I try to blend the lines between mediums as much as possible. So it's hard for people to tell like, oh, that's a digital art or that's a physical art. Um, but you can sort of see like a lot of my ink work shares a similar style. A lot of my paintings share a similar style. Um, I have like groupings of experiments, um, if that makes sense. No, I love that. I love that. So when did you get into this? When when did you get into NFTs? When did you find out about them? Can you can't curious to hear, hear when you started that. 
Yeah, I started minting in minting and collecting in September 2020. Um, I don't oh, know nice. if y'all know Emotional Feta the Purple Rat. Um, mm-hmm. Y'all got to know about Feta the Purple Rat. P H E T T A. It's important. But he uh, he gave me my first fifteen dollars to mint on chain, um, and I never looked back. As soon huh. as I heard about uh, the ability to like have a online records in a place that is like a network, I was sold. Like it, it just made perfect sense to me. I come from like uh, video games with in-app purchases and stuff like that, where I would just buy in-game items. And so the idea that I can own my internet items was, it was like a no brainer to me. I, mm-hmm. I was enthralled the second I heard it was a thing. Um, and I, I've been here ever since. Uh, found it right emotional fed up yes. there you That's go my brother found right it. there found it father bird to dao shout bird to dao because you're the fourth fourth third fourth fourth artist katie will know but i think you're the fourth artist bird to dao artist that comes on here um yeah that's the family right there that's um i i've been with them damn near since i started since before burrito dao was a thing no way uh, yeah that's uh those are my people so September 2020, wow, that's you know like this 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 that was considered early, you know September 2020. That that's that's early AF. Uh, I don't know if you know Mando. I saw that Bolaonitis comic from today, <laughs> the early day. I'm like maybe not, maybe not. It makes me rethink if I said now, but like September 2020, I can safely say that was very early. And so that's when you started. And again, like I love these stories, right? I, and I've heard a lot of these where like someone like wanted to help an artist out, give him money to start minting, and then they got started and everything. So. Is that when it all started for you? So you just got off on foundation, started minting one of ones? Or like, t- take me through, like, like you know, how, how it all started for you, right, in the space? Like, yeah, um, so when I started, it was, uh, ETH was at, like, 400 bucks. Um, it yeah. was before anything went, like, crazy. We were seeing, uh, you know, some, some art sales here and there. Um, but no, I was minting first on Rarible. I've got some like crazy old gems on Rarible. Classic. Um, and then I moved to OpenSea um, after Rarible because that was like the big thing. If you were minting on Rarible and then you made a OpenSea storefront, that was like the the thing to do. Um, and then yeah. once Foundation came along, that was when like I really started thinking in terms of one of ones and I started to get much more in depth with my philosophy as an artist and just like my creative process, um, taking individual pieces much, much more seriously. Um, I think in the start, when I started doing NFTs, that was the first time that people would purchase a piece of artwork that I made for myself. Anytime before that, I was making commissions. Like I was making a cover art for other artists. I was doing other people's imagery, but as soon as NFTs appeared, it was like, Oh, I have a chance to make this artwork for myself. Like I, I have a chance to make anything that I want. And it forced me to confront myself as an artist and as a individual uh, to really see like, you know, what do I do this for? If I'm, if I'm not making art for anybody else, then why do I do it? And what, what does that mean to me? And is that something that can sustain me for the rest of my life? And it was an instant. Yes. It's like, as soon as I made, pieces that that uh have dynamic emotions 
for me. Like every time I go back and look at this artwork, I feel something differently. Um, and, and the interconnection between all of the pieces grows more heavily. Um, and so, yeah, I just, I fall deeper and deeper in love constantly. This piece is crazy. What is it? Six. This one's called, I had it. Yeah, it's called Six. That was uh, back when Maker's Place was a thing. I, I minted that as an addition piece. Um, and then, yeah. honestly, I just I never liked their UI. I never liked their user experience in general. Um, and so I, I sort of just fell off of minting. That's the only thing I ever minted on there. Uh, I mean, it's an addition. Whoa. Dude, it's, you, you're taking me down. Like, it's, it's, it's crazy how, like, the... the, the, the everything was so different in that 2021 like um era like even 2020 you talk about rareable right like i used to talk to robness a bunch this way he would do and you're right it's like rareable first and then it was like open sea storefront um and whatnot and then you had maker's place that whole era too that was crazy yeah, known origin back when that was like if you minted on known origin that was my favorite. were really something <laughs> mando used to joke i was like the only person at some point just buying out on known origin still remember mando <laughs> early on the show we were talking about, i was like yeah known origin that's my shit wait whatever happened wait didn't they get bought out by ebay yeah Dude, whatever happened to that dude <laughs> I think it just got lost in corporate hell, which is crazy. Yo, 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 this piece kind of you know, lost in corporate hell. I don't look at this piece like tangent fire. Um, <laughs> yo, I'm seeing some some similarities here. Okay, so were you like an ETH native? Like, because right now, by the way, if you're on the stream, it's awesome. It's always better when we do these Monday Stubs artist interviews, like to go on the stream, because I love to just visit all of the artists creations and sometimes i click on my favorites or they stop me and show me what you know show me something but were you, are you eth native or 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 did you mint another chains like what's kind of like your course here on in you know on the blockchain uh eth is definitely my core i i enjoy tezos but for for me it doesn't feel as uh like potent i i'm very much a pieces kind of person like i i i obsess over my individual pieces over their stories and so when i'm putting them on chain i want them to be in the least frivolous place possible if that makes sense i want them to be in places where they can get their their shine and their their prominence and i think that on ethereum is probably just the way to go um i have minted on tezos um i've experimented and way back in the day i don't know if you know about pixios that now i'm really dating myself uh, I haven't heard of Pixios. What's that? Man, Pixios was on another chain. It was on the EOS chain. Oh, uh, shit. Way back Hold on. You tell me something was actually built on EOS? Yes. Yeah. They had a little what? art marketplace, uh, Pixios what? Gallery. And uh, yeah, I, I minted on that several times. I think I might have sold one thing. Um, but then their, their like, support or team stopped getting back to me. And then at that point, I got into OpenSea. But that was way back in the day, like 2020. Wow. That's actually crazy. I did not know. Mando, did you ever hear an artist tell us that they minted on EOS? <laughs> I, I mean, I didn't think anything happened on EOS, but but good to know. The old yeah. uh, the old Tezos movie. Dude, that's that's crazy. That that's actually crazy. Um yeah, this man's been around so long he minted on EOS. It's so funny. It's actually good. Dude, like it's I, fun I to go back down memory lane and just to think about it. That's the beauty of NFTs to me, is that like all of this stuff is recorded. So you can go back and see like 
my lack of understanding of the principles of on-chain artwork into now my more matured points of views and and uh, ways of expressing my content. But I just love that. Like I love going back down to like old things where I'm like, yo, I don't know if I would have minted that now, but it's on chain and it's was there. too late. <laughs> you can't you can't delete a post on the blockchain. Um, exactly. You know what? So so this is actually a good thing. So what would you have done different? So like, because there's some people that may listen to the artist interviews that are up and coming artists or some people may at some point listen back and hear this. Like, what what did you do? What do you think you did wrong, if anything? Um, and I, what would I you have done think, different? I don't think I did anything wrong because mm -hmm. whenever I look back, I see like some genuine history there. Um, however, what I would do differently is I would just tell myself, slow the hell down, like slow your roll. Because before NFTs, I knew I was going to be an artist for the rest of my life. And as soon as I got into NFTs, this sort of trajectory changed like crazy, like getting into NFTs when ETH was at 400 bucks and then watching it go all the way up to 4,000, like that energy, that speed, that, that, that like lifestyle is insane. Um, Bring it back. And so I would just yeah. tell myself, like, slow it down because I'm going to be doing this for the rest of my life. I don't need to like try to put something out that doesn't resonate with me. I don't need to try to do anything other than just do what feels perfect um, and, and really lean into that like energy of like, like I'm going to be doing this for the rest of my life. So how can I do the most impactful thing every single time? Not the fastest thing, not the thing that the most people will see, but the most impactful thing. Yeah, I like that. I like that. So it's like slow down. <laughs> Epic. Look at you know, exa yeah, exactly. It's like slow down. You don't have to mint it all per se and like, you know, take your time and, you know, I guess mint stuff that's more really true to your to, to your core, the core of your work and, and, and what you're doing so which is awesome wow you're i'm just going through your work while oh this is sick dude whoa there's a lot i want to hear, hear about like your your journey man because you talk a lot of, about your different phases of like mm -hmm. being an artist and committing to being an artist right because that's a part of a lot of artists journey is like establishing yourself and saying yeah i am an artist now and i'm going to do this for myself what was it like when you decided to like actually start making art for yourself versus other artists and cover art and, you know, commission pieces and stuff? Because it's it's kind of scary for a lot of people, right? Like putting your work out there. What was that like? Totally. I uh, it honestly was the most natural, fulfilling thing I've ever done um, to if you look on my foundation, my foundation Genesis was like one of my first paintings that I was ever like. This whole concept is crazy. One, right? Fate of the Messenger, yes sir. Uh, the the concept is crazy, and the the imagery that I expressed and the way that I did that, like the process, uh, the the way I told myself a story as I was going, I didn't have a plan or anything. Um, that like just making something like that and putting it up, and and having it be supported and enjoyed and looking at it and being like damn like i made that and like that that to me is like the greatest feeling in the world uh making a painting is a self-fulfilling prophecy where it's like i can create something i can enjoy the experience and then when it's done i can look at it um and that's what one of very few things in my life i feel like that is a like true beginning to end 
to something tangible. Like I don't, a lot of my life is spent like in my head sort of. So it's cool to just have tangible pieces of my experience, you know? Totally. I don't know if that really answers your question, but yes, it was the most natural thing. Yeah. I mean, you answered that it was natural and, and I think you went above and beyond answering it by uh, kind of sharing that part about the work because uh, you know, when you create art and you get to experience it like that, it's the same for everybody, right? Everybody gets that tangible piece of whatever you were trying to express, even though it might be interpreted differently. But that's that's a really, really neat piece. It's very powerful, man. Yeah, I love that. Who owns that? Let's see. I always love seeing like who bought what when, and you can see like who the early supporters were of certain artists. So it's always it's always fun to 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 see that fate of the messenger. There's blood on my hands by default. Please, my fate is in your hands. There's a message. So they come. So often, do you often like tend to like send the p the physicals with the nfts that you sell yeah if there is a physical i i love to send it um, I love that. especially like yeah paintings that's why like you will see a, a variety in the prices that my works sell no, for i really try to be uh approachable like i try to have a scaling opportunity for anyone anyone from like 50 bucks to fifty thousand dollars like i, I can that. give you a unique experience um and so, yeah, so a lot of my physical works are priced a little bit higher. A lot of my digital only works are priced a little lower. You can see there, that was along with my uh, experimentations with AI. Um, I went through a little phase where that was just really fun. I was focusing on uh, writing poetry and, and making uh, edits with AI imagery. Um, yeah, huh. a lot of, uh, there's my, my brethren, Noel, again, owns that one. Um, I love that. But yeah, so that was a that was during an AI phase. I enjoy making uh, imagery with AI, but it just is not extremely fulfilling to me. Um, mm. So I usually tend to just not. Yeah, no, that's fair. That's fair. Um, and I I just love the work, and I just saw, so which all of this leads to 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 the Stubbs piece, right? So um, I just saw this. Um, you know, it was minted uh, statue number two. I how would you um. How would you call this kind of art? Because I don't, I love this type of art. I've always really liked it. What's the, is there a name to like the, the style? Mm, I, maybe minimalism, um, maybe abstract. Uh, I, I, I tend to like toe the line between abstract and like expressionism very heavily. So some things are a little bit more abstract. Some things are a little bit more expression, expressionist. Um, but yeah, something like this, this is just like, I would at least call it uh, minimalism. If you look at mm -hmm. my other minimalist pieces, I think that's what it carries the most uh, commonalities with. This is beautiful. I, I love that. And it is, you're right. It's it's like, did you have the mix of like the expressionism and this minimalism in there? And it's so awesome. So let's talk about statue number two. Like, I, I'd love to hear, like, tell us about statue number two. Tell us about the sick piece that you that's minted out for, for, for stubs this week. And for everybody who's lucky enough to get their stubs, who has a stubs, is going to burn them on Friday. But, you know, talk to us about statue number two. It's really cool. Yeah, um, so this is in a, a series of more conceptual pieces for me. The first statue piece is a two foot by three foot painting. Uh, so Whoa. it's a pretty, pretty different piece. And uh, that belongs to one of my friends. It's not on chain. I don't think I ever posted it. Um, it's just a, a piece of artwork that's important to me. But this concept of the statue, uh, this is a, a statue in an architect's garden. 
And so I'm trying to express here uh, this sort of eternal give and take by putting very fixed things uh, like architecture and a statue in a very fluid setting like a garden. So the garden is always growing, it's always in motion. And then you have the statue and you have the architect who are always still. Um, and this sort of give and take between uh, ambition and motion and, and um, stability and security, this sort of uh, how they're, the duality of it and how they're, they're bound naturally within us. Like we can't commit fully to being fluid and we can't commit fully to being stable. We're always sort of in the mix. Uh, and so this statue in the architect's garden is my way of trying to express this, uh, or at least one way of trying to express this. I love that. It's really nice. I really like this piece a lot. <laughs> how, how did you? How is this made? So it's it's like physical. Yeah, it's like how, how? What's the process here? Uh, um. Yeah. So I I start off just kind of playing with colors using a uh, pastels. Um, and uh, I made like the figure um, and started kind of rendering out the background a little bit. Um, and then the like obviously the garden. Uh, all of that is oil pastel. And then I took a like a brush pen with a ruler. Uh, to make the lines uh, and to sort of outline the flowers, to outline the statue, um, and to create those sort of like minimalist straight lines. Um, that's something that is a theme in most of my minimalism is these like little rigid straight lines. Um, and then, yeah, I uh, took a picture of it and then I open it in Photoshop, excuse me, um, and then finish it out. All of my pieces no matter what the medium is, is finished with the same process. Um, so that's where I give it a little border um, and I add like a grain filter, sharpen filter um, and, and just like work on some like uh, highlights, saturation stuff. So it looks how I want, but all of my pieces are finished in the same way so that no matter what the medium is, that there's some consistency there. Sick. It's really cool, man. It's really, really cool. I really like this a lot. Um, that's really really. Nice. There's a lot of art. <laughs> it's funny every time I see these lines here. I forgot you you named it something um earlier when I first talked about the piece. Um, and it reminds me of this artist that my mom always loved to collect. Is similar like his straight lines, black like this. He's got this like minimalism component to it. So I don't know. I just I just really, really appreciate this piece. I think it's awesome. And I guess, Tristan, one last thing for you. And then Friday, hopefully, you know what we should run Friday morning before the show? Let's run a couple tests, Jazz, with Tristan, because I would love for him to just be painting while we're doing the show. Like, it's sick. I, I remember doing Corey once it was fire, and I have a feeling with Tristan, it's going to be sick. Because I saw him paint in the studio the whole show. I would look down here and there, because on the streamer, we can see the studio, and and everyone that's in there, and I could see him just paint and go at it and go at it. So I really want to see it. But I guess one last question, and then we'll see you again Friday. But what's next, Tristan? You know, where, where, how can people find out more about you? If people, after hearing you on the show, whether on live or on replay, if they kind of, you know, want to find your work or, you know, what, where should we direct people? Yeah, um, honestly, directly to me, the my favorite way to talk to anybody is is person to person. Um, I know that Elon has messed up the direct messaging a little bit, but if you if you reply to one of my pieces, if I'm not following you, I will follow you. Um, 
I, I, I love following people back and just chatting, like, please reach out and I will over explain to you everything. Um, otherwise, you could go to my link tree. There's my foundation. Um, you can always look at my pieces. I love when people talk to me about my dang pieces, though. So like I could I could talk for, for days about each individual piece. So that's why I always say, like, talk to me. Um, reach out. Let's uh, let's get on a space or let's let's just talk into DMs. I love to converse. I love to conceptualize. Uh, yeah, I'm here. I'm I'm always online. Even if I am not posting all the time, I'm always online. Like I, I can't get off this damn thing. So <laughs> I, uh, I'm, I'm about as accessible as I will ever be. I love that. That's really relatable. <laughs> <laughs> May not be tweeting or liking or commenting back and stuff, but I'm online. You can exactly. I'm here. <laughs> I'm here. So make sure you check him out, y'all. Honestly, like. You sound like someone that like, I could talk. You, that's the type of guy you want to talk like to 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 art about for forever. Like if if any of y'all like love Tristan's work after seeing him, it's really really cool, really beautiful. There's a lot of work out there, especially on the foundation that I was sharing. Make sure you check out Tristan. So this is T R I Z T O N on on foundation, and you'll be able to like find all of this work. He goes, I'm Tristan. Is it Alucard? Alucard. Yes, and that's a whole other uh, whole other rabbit hole. We'll have to save that for another day, maybe. <laughs> well, what's card from? Dracula. Uh, well, it's uh, inspired by Castlevania, but the the reason of the naming goes goes down a uh, quite the rabbit hole. But that that's a uh, one of my old aliases before I decided to just go as myself. Um, as I've been doing this for so long, I've been known by several different names. Mm -hmm. uh, but yes, yeah, so Alucard has been retired as my alias. However, he is still a character in the lore that I'm building, in the lore that connects all of my artwork. That's why I say it's another rabbit hole because it's a it's kind of a long story. <laughs> I love that. I love that. By the way, that I can't get my eyes on that twin dragon space you got. That's not what you were painting right now, right? No, uh, it is uh, behind me on my wall, but no, I'm uh, mm -hmm. working on something else. Similar color palette, though. I've been loving yeah. like the mauve and the strong reds and uh, flowers. Obviously, the rose is a, a common motif in my work, but yeah, that uh, that was like a pure abstract, and I I love that thing. It's beautiful. It's it's honestly gorgeous. I, I really really like this piece. All right, Tristan. Well, thank you so 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 much for 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 being stuffed artist this week. Just a reminder for everyone: the code is open. It is welcome back. W e l c o m e b a c k. But even though welcome back, we were somewhat back. So I did change the title mid mid space, man. Though to we're somewhat back. And tomorrow morning, though, I hope everybody's ready because your board tomorrow is going to be on his chair at his desk with his roadcaster with everything going on we're so back we're so back the month of august we're gonna take it by the horn horns and we're gonna write uh hopefully that bull mando mando am i gonna check price and better price tomorrow because it's really started to drain me <laughs> you're muted <laughs> i lost you you're muted again <laughs> It looks yeah, like it's like definitely not going to be a good price. You can already tell. I don't like that answer. I don't like that answer at all. But you know what? Because you say that, I think that we're going to um, channel the energy for a good price energy. But anyways, <laughs> hey.
Anyways, anyways, the Bulls are back. So we will see y'all. Shout out to Tristan one more time. Thank you so much for being part of this. We'll see you on Friday. But to everybody else, we will see you tomorrow morning, 10.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 7.30 a.m. Pacific Standard Time for another episode of Jam Up 3 on Rock Radio. And if you're on Twitter Spaces, I'm going to play a jingle. Let's go. It's a beautiful day. I'm going to sing for you too. Have a beautiful day. GM, GM. <laughs> On this beautiful day, morning to red three, with the welcome step and mango. And it's all on rock radio. Rock radio. Sorry, y'all, it's morning. <laughs> GM, GM. <laughs> <laughs>